three, two, what up, one, what up, what up? Five, four, three. What is happening? Yay, yay, yay. What's happening, y'all? Welcome to Sunday Night Service. I am Jeff Stanford. I'm with my man Todd Johnson, pastors in respectively. We are here back to give you another episode of Religiously Incorrect. It incorrect. Is- and don't forget it's incorrect. That's what I said. No, I'm just saying everybody at home needs oh, to know. Oh, okay. All right. My this fault. is incorrect. It is incorrect. And if we're going to be incorrect, then let us be, let's live in our incorrectness. We ain't saved. I mean, just live with it. Hey. This is where it's at. This particular episode, as well as all the rest of them, correct. <laughs> are, are brought, we- is brought to you <laughs> by Phillips Care Training. They are the proud new owners. We can't we call them new anymore. They're not new. They ain't really new. They are the proud owners. They're about to get evicted. <laughs> of High Street Fitness at 277 South High Street in Cortland, Ohio. Listen, I heard they got some skating going on out there. We ain't here to talk about that. Um, we need to hook it up, though. We, we need do, to do they, it live, live they, from the skating I heard rate. they killing out there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. they I saw. Uh, That's why nobody watches this show. Right. Because everybody's out skating. <laughs> I saw. What's his name? I didn't even think he was. Still around no more. They do you do, do all the skating no more? Oh, Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan. I saw him at Little Caesars. <laughs> Not Tarzan, the uh, skating connoisseur. Yes, sir. This cat was- would be at like the elementary school skates. <laughs> like, why are you slow jamming to Frankie Beverly and Maze with a bunch of fourth graders? What is happening? Uh, uh, they are. <laughs> you have to be from Warren to understand that. <laughs> right, joke. right, right. You have to be from Warren. They're running some specials. Uh, so go there. Go to High Street Fitness. Uh, Mike will get you, Mike will get you right here. Get you get your hype. Get you built. Get your uh, get your abs. Your obliques. Your, your I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> your back muscles are. He I don't have those. Buff. You know what I mean. So uh, go I have check a condition. I was born without <laughs> without muscle. <laughs> Uh, all my muscles and went from my arms and legs to my belly. So I got one big muscle. We're gonna get a letter, dear Pastor Todd. I, my son was born without <laughs> muscles. All right, yeah. High Street Fitness are the people's. What's up, Dave? What's up, Rashad? Hey, listen, Sister Johnson, we are we are talking some good stuff. Yes, we are. Yes. Wait before before we get. I need to tell the story. Tell the story. I need brother. to tell the story. I've never told this story in my life. Really? But I told the story the other day and I almost put my foot in my mouth. So myself and my coworker uh, with action, we were going downtown to do mm-hmm. some, some, you know, work at 20 federal and we'd riding down Indianola. We get to the bottom of Indianola and at the bottom of Indianola market, there used to be a Rite Aid there. And every time I ride past this place, I feel terribly horrible. I okay. feel horrible um, because when, when I was a kid, I had to be about nine years old. Um, I had just got a haircut and I wanted waves. We were broke, y'all. So I'm, let me preference this. You want preference a haircut? You we were waves. broke. Well, I wanted waves. So I went into <laughs> I went into Rite Aid and I'm looking around to see some Murray's Grease. I wanted the Murray's Grease. You wanted the Murray's, the Murray's Grease. Murray's Grease was expensive. I know where this is going because Murray's Grease wasn't cheap back then. It was then, expensive. Man. Yeah. So waves, I put the Murray's cost money. I put the Murray's grease in my jacket. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm like, I got away with some walking out and a guy grabs me. I'm nine years old. And just you. quick thinking, <laughs> and quick thinking, real quick thinking. I turn around like, and then the minute. What? 
plot twist. I thought it was Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. It, it gets worse. It gets worse. I, and I, you so did I'm not play a challenged person. I, I played a challenged person. To get away. And he felt so bad That's that he bad. bought the wave grease. <laughs> no. <laughs> you kept doing this? Yes. I did it the whole time until I walked out the store. You are religiously incorrect. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so she cracks up. She cracks up for about five seconds. And she looks at me and says, you know, I have a challenge. Challenge. A challenge. The person said that after they bought it? No, this is the, my the person co-worker. you were with. Yeah, she said, says, you know, my childhood challenge. Uh, I felt now I felt even horrible. Like I have never told this story and I should have finally kept it told to it. You found, now you're going to hell twice. <laughs> I just want you to know that you're going to hell twice now. Pastor. Jeff. Oh, my God. OK, so speaking of people going to hell. <laughs> what was the purpose of this? I don't know. I to tell the story. No, no, no. Actually, since you, now speaking of people going to hell, we're gonna find this clip on my that I put on my Twitter feed. There's like some white church in Colorado that made a movie about going to hell, and it's the funniest thing ever. Oh my goodness! I it's like surfer it. dudes in hell, and they're like having whole conversations <laughs> with each other, they're like surfing on the lake of fire. No, they're like, I didn't know this place was real. Like it's one of those. Ah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So speaking so, of people going to hell. Speaking of people going to hell. Here we go. We're, I, we're judging. I, I had the opportunity to watch the Will Smith apology, and no. I mean, I mean, the no. comments, Mr. Will. were crucial. They were vicious. They were eating this man alive. You should have let it alone, Will. I, I don't know. When I, the sun sets free. It's free indeed. It's free indeed. But I mean, the, the guy apologized to Chris. He apologized to um, he his apologized family. To his mama. He apologized to his mom. He apologized to uh, Quest Love. He apologized. To, I mean, he apologized to Religiously Incorrect. <laughs> he apologized to me. <laughs> He like opened up a phone book. He called Bishop Paramore. Was like, like, I'm sorry, man. He opened up a book and just started reading random names of people that felt wrong. He put he took his wife off the hook. He said she had nothing to do with it. I mean, to me, to me, it was very, very, very um, realistic. I mean, I felt his heart, not just his words. I mean, okay. So what do you what do you think? Four months. Four months to produce a five minute video about his feelings. I had respect that he took the time to gather his thoughts and all of that. I think it was too much time. I think that video could have come out maybe within a few weeks. I, and I, I think, I think his response is to that. He was trying to wait for Chris to talk. He called, he's, he's, he's made several attempts to reach out to Chris and Chris is saying he's not ready. So with that being said, how long he had to apologize to everybody else, but you know what I mean? He couldn't. Okay. Know, but you know, that's just but, my but opinion. that part of it as well, like the, the, the public expectation of how these processes come out now where like the whole world is waiting with bated breath for two people to talk and like we, you know, even him, like, Hey, to me, even if I was him, I'd be like, I ain't waiting for so long, man. I'm trying to reach out to you. It is a, hey, this is 
I'm, I'm trying to reach out to you. This happened. Right. Da, 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 da. I think everybody's too in their feelings these days. Well, in, in, my, the, in, my, in, my, in my personal opinion, yeah. in my personal opinion, I believe Chris don't want to accept apology. Oh, he's going to milk it. Yeah, he's, 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 he's is, making a killing on yeah, it. If I, I accept the apology. It's over. And yeah, I can't, what else can I, I, I joke I about? Yeah, I can't I mean, work not say he won't joke, but, you know, then people might turn it on him like you are you know, running wheel down or whatever, which I, to this day, I, I think he's been careful not to do. I think he's just joked about the slap, the little comments I've heard he's made, but not necessarily the person. Right. He hasn't right. done that. Now, I think there's a broader thing to hear and we'll, we'll jump off of it. And that's just that there's no right way for a prominent person to apologize. There isn't. Because Kim Burrell obviously did it all the way all wrong. The wrong, wrong three times. <laughs> okay, three times. And now Will Smith is doing what I mean. He gave us the crying Will Smith. He gave us the how come they don't want me anymore? Right. Look, I mean, he had the eyes. He had the situationship. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Entanglement. He had the entanglement eyes. He had all that going. The fact of the matter is, once anything happens. I really do believe the answer is just to disappear and then go about your business and don't even mention it. That's me. The answer is, unless it's like literally like a sexual assault, it's something, you know, ridiculously terrible. If you just insulted or said something crazy or did something to like a slap or whatever, the best thing to do is just lay low and then just go about your business because addressing it in this climate, in the Twitter culture, it's suicide. It, it really. And that's that's that was my thing. And I posted on TikTok last night is that the very thing, the very thing most of us need the most is the one thing we're so unwilling to give. And that's forgiveness. We act like, you know what I mean? We never made no mistakes. I'm going to say it again, Jeff. It's not even about forgiveness. I'm tired of people even talking about that. When it becomes a public thing, the forgiveness part is just the immediate people involved. The rest of us are just spectators yeah, I mean, and commentators. But, but we, we may, we so may be, we, we may be, but I, I think, and Will said it himself, my biggest problem is I have an issue letting people down. He wants forgiveness. He wants, because, I mean, here's the thing. This guy has li basically lived from who? a- who? He wants it from Chris or from everybody else? I think he wanted it from, I, I think- I think it's more about everybody else than it's about Chris. And I'm trying to tell you, Will, since I know you watch this show, <laughs> that expecting <laughs> expecting forgiveness from the public is like somebody tag Will Smith. Tag Will Smith. Somebody so tag Will. Him. It's like expecting filet mignon from McDonald's. It's not there. It, it doesn't exist. That we we are just here to serve up nuggets. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here with this here today, gone tomorrow garbage of commentary and arguing and debating. And so that's what I'm saying is that that idea that has come about. Right. Where whether it's a, a, a sports star that behaves badly or whatever, this whole I would I need to for I, I, I want the public to forgive me. It doesn't matter if I forget you. You really did not wrong me. I'm tired. To me, that's like a thank you, Marlon. Thank you. Tag Will Smith. We <laughs> say or tag the accounts you think are Will Smith. They're probably all burner accounts. They're probably all a bunch of burner accounts, but tag the people you think are Will Smith. But uh, I mean, 
I hate the concept of public apologies and the expectations behind them. I just, do. I hate just them. hurry up and make another bad. I'm not doing make it. another bad boys. Get with Mark. Make another bad boys, and we'll forgive you then. Just go be rich somewhere. Don't do listen, anything. Listen, we ride together. We die together. <laughs> bad boys bad, for life. Bad boys. For bad life. boys. Bad boys. What you gonna do? Have you heard from Martin say anything about Will? A buck a luck a luck a luck a licky. <laughs> You were this close to acting like a challenge person again, and I need you to stop. I need you to stop. <laughs> hey, y'all. Enough of Will Smith, because there are going to be plenty of memes about him, but we have our own tonight because it's time for Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the Week. Of the week. Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. Sesame Street. <laughs> Sesame Street. When black, black children, children ask for us. Uh, <laughs> That was horrible. Look at these No Limit Soldiers. It's <laughs> like Death Row Sesame Street. I love it, man. Elmo. Listen. La 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 la. La 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 la. No hugs for you. <laughs> la 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 la. Break yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Cookie you, Monster only hug crackers. Right, right. If you, if you haven't followed this story, there were apparently after a while several parents and several videos at this place called Sesame Place, which I only vaguely even knew existed. I didn't even know it. Existed. I didn't know it existed, but it's like a Sesame Street style amusement park. <laughs> Elmo got that fire. Hey, 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 listen, listen, Dave. Elmo moved to Ohio <laughs> right after they changed that law. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a license to carry. And I need to use that as a, in city council meetings. Like, this is what happens when you, <laughs> you loosen the gun laws in Ohio. Now you got puppets walking around here. Elmo thug life. Armed, armed to the teeth. But there's a place called Sesame Place. It's based off Sesame Street. And I guess they do like a parade every day or several times a day. And the people come and hug children. And they caught the one character. Uh, no, not Second Street. Jimmy, they transformed Sesame Street to Second Street. Why are you talking about where I grew up with my grandparents? That's what I want to know. Because I was a Second Street kid. Oh West Side of Warner. But so they're saying that these characters were purposely avoiding black children, Jeff. It was. They was going up to him, turning around, and it was like, Daddy! <laughs> Part of me feels like if you've ever been to any kind of character place, you never get to all the children. But they were like really pointing out like in that moment, they got all the white kids and not the black kids. But I'd like to look like 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after to see if they had hugged any other black kids. Because, I mean, I have a hard time believing that a person who dresses up in a costume character for a job. They can be prejudiced up underneath there. Would they be that racist? What, what, they I'm could say, be. The type of person who would work 
dressed up like a Sesame Street character, would that be the type of person, not to say they're not prejudiced, but that you would actually waste your prejudice energy? Like, I got this job for the sole purpose I'm of thinking, denying children. I'm thinking that the uh, type of person who would dress up in a Sesame Street costume is the same person that will run up into a school. Uh, no, I'm, that person would <laughs> use their energy to run up into That's what school. I'm saying. But that a person would literally say, you know what my contribution to racism is going to be? I'm going to refuse to hug children at Sesame Place. <laughs> that's how I'm going to be. That's how I'm going to bring down the black race. You know, because I mean, to be told, that's the kind of petty I would be if I had to be racist. I mean, th- these suits are huge. You're not actually going to touch the black person. Hey. You're not, you ain't actually going to feel them. I don't want your darky skin on me. You know, <laughs> on my suit. Listen, now I got to go home and watch this whole putting suit. out apologies from Sesame Place. Was not Sesame Street the most diverse show ever known? To, I mean, I don't know any of the characters, but I just remember some, some black ones up there. And then they did this little girl with the hair. What a terrible... I do think sometimes there's overreaction. Me personally. is overreaction. Like, if she had like three or four different characters... But they did say that it was Rosita. What's her name? Rosetta, Rosita, whatever. It's not Rosetta. It's Rosetta is Elder Carter, who is a wonderful hey, human man, being. Hey, man, the, beautiful. The number beautiful. one combatant of, of racism. Uh, yes. And the and the best employer in the entire tri-county area. Sesame Street was created for urban children just so that we can build them up for 50 years and then refuse them hugs. That's just the way I look at it. Well, I mean, I, I don't I, I hadn't watched Sesame Street in years. I ain't watched Sesame Street since Big Bird was Big Bird. And, all that stuff. I was, it was on the other day and I had no idea. It was Tay Diggs riding around with somebody. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? My wife was like, this is Sesame. I said, no, this isn't Sesame Street. Sesame this is Biker Boys. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it, there's no, it, like, like, to me, before the world ends, there will be no space where some type of racism hasn't been either exposed or accused of. That's just the way it's going to be. That, that's where we live now. So Absolutely. Sesame Street, you're officially canceled for now. You know, <laughs> Sesame Street cutting, cutting your cutting your funding from the government didn't help. That didn't cancel you. But but you know what? Not hugging a black kid. Cindy, end of the line. <laughs> they trying to they, they trying to gentrify uh, Sesame, they trying Street. To gentrify Sesame Street. <laughs> they redlining oh, Sesame yeah, Street. That sucker back to Harlem where it belongs. <laughs> Go to Sylvia's. All right, y'all. That was meme of the week. If you got a meme of the week, send it to us at religiously incorrect podcast at gmail.com or send it uh, via our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, whatever your social media communication choice is. Uh, Pastor Jeff, this has been, we got to do the other ad. Oh, yeah, let's do the other ads. Let's knock that out. Our Phillips Care family of businesses are our sponsors for the Religiously Incorrect podcast, starting with Phillips Care Cleaning Service. They do residential and commercial floor cleaning. They clean out houses, commercial areas, move in, move out. And truth be told, I say it all the time, they need to update this flyer. They do all types of house and building-related maintenance. If you can think of it, they can probably do it. That's just how bad they are. Check out Phillips Care LLC on Facebook or call 330-219-7916. And summer is still very much in full swing. And Jeff, it's getting to be to that level where it's like too hot to cut the grass. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do I really want to experience a taste of hell right now? Man, listen, I, I'm so glad I got that little pool. I jumped in it today, Doc. Bruh, I mean, so yes, if you sir. want them to do it for you, 
Check out Phillips Care Cleaning. They do week of, excuse me, Phillips Care Lawn Services. They do lawns big and small, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Maybe you're one of those people that they're always complaining about at the council meetings that you never cut your grass. <laughs> you just want to do it once a year. They'll uh-huh. come by and take care of you. They also do leaf removal, edging, trimming, all that good stuff. Again, they've been in business for over 10 years. They serve the Tri-County area. If you got enough money, they'll probably come to where you are. Phillips Care LLC on Facebook or call my man Fernando at 330-219-7916. And now it's time to ask the question. Pastor Jeff, yes, sir. if you were in church, just, just think of any of your previous pastors and in the middle of that service, uh, masked and armed robbers ran into the church and robbed your pastor and first lady of jewelry that turns out to be valued in figures that range from 400000 to a million dollars worth of jewelry. Please, please tell us, are there thieves in the temple? Brother. Brother, there are thieves in the temple, and it can go both ways. And it can go both ways. It can go both ways. They're robbing the temple, and they're live. They're preaching in the temple, and the and the temple's robbing them. Man, listen, the story has been all over. His name is Bishop Whitehead, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna say it right off the top. Dude looks like a D boy. You know, I mean, he is he is your classic young flossing street black guy except that he just has the vestments of the church the bishop's ring the bishop's ring and where do you even begin let's go back to when we first saw the video before we knew the value before let's, we knew let's the, start right. before 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 and, and y'all need to like and share and comment we need to hear from you before yes. when it was just a video. Now, let me say this before we even go. The best comment, the, the best, best comment, comment today best comment. gets a t-shirt. The best comment today. Leave a good comment. Leave a good comment. You see this brand new t-shirt I got on? Well, you can have one like this too. You can rock this on vacation, to work, at the church that you attend, wherever. Represent us. You know, the, the strip clubs you Rep- frequent. Yay, yay. Uh, whatever, wherever you go. So, before we knew the amount, when it was just the Shaking my head, ain't this a shame? They robbing churches now in the middle of service. What was the thoughts that ran through your head? First, first thought that ran through my head was, I saw it. And first thought that came to my head was, if you're going to rob a church, it would seem like. It would seem like. You would rob something a little rob, more. That looked a little yeah, more. Yeah, more prestigious. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I got a small church myself. And I, I mean. I mean, you come up there and try to rob us. You're basically just practicing. You practicing. You, you, you just go through the motion. You ain't getting nothing out of yeah, there. I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is this summer drills. Right. This so days. I'm like, why would you rob him? You know, and I mean. It, it, he looks from appearances. If we were just tapping into one of his services, we'd just be like, I mean, he's the kind of guy we talk about. Right, exactly. He's, just the kind of- <laughs> he's a guy, he is the guy that we talk about on religious Fancy flyers <laughs> and garage, you know, basement churches. I mean, you know, it, it didn't look impressive. Right, right. He had backdrops like us on. <laughs> right. He got it so- from the same website, cheapbanners.com. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, man, there's some stuff, man. New York is rough. Bro. They and then I'm like, OK, the drummer over there chilling. That, no, not that did it for me again like, before no- before we knew the amount mm-hmm. before we knew the amount that that's the first place my eyes went. How is dude so calm? I mean, he didn't move. He ain't flinch. Did he text he these blank. cats? Did he watch out? Was he like, yo? Well, I mean, but after, they just he probably was like, yeah, I'd have got him too. Right. <laughs> right. I'd have got him too. That, I mean, that was the thought beforehand. Like, oh, man, this is a mess. This has got to be an inside job. Then the amount. And it appears to me that the pastor himself broadcasts the amount. You know, like they got me for four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, and then it ended up being more or whatever mm. it claimed. And honestly, this is I didn't see four hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars. It maybe I, I don't know. Well, jewelry. from from what when I watched him, he said they got they got the the, the bishops ring. Okay, they got bishops the tune in. <laughs> okay, all right, bishops. I need all bishops. <laughs> I need bishops to tap in. Let's start there, bishops. I, you might not want to tell the story, but I doubt. I doubt heavily. There is any real. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he was Super Bowl. It's, okay, like it's a Super Bowl ring. So he had on all of that. But he said he but he said up under his clerical gear where the average person couldn't see. Right. There was a whole lot more jewelry. His his regular. Why? Then they got his wife. And he said he had the, the guy had the gun to his baby. And here's here's my thing. Now I, I'm, I'm I I promise you I, already, I was not in there. Bad. I was not there, and I, it has never happened to me. But if somebody got a gun to my baby's head, oh man, I'm not on the ground. I'm not laying on the ground. I'm not laying on the ground. I'm not laying on the ground. I'm no tough guy, but you know I'm not laying on the ground. You're, you're absolutely I'm a thug. right. I'm a thug. Right. I'm a thug. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it would be. It would be panic, scream, something. Even if, I, even if I was, I'm like, out. hey, 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 come yeah. on, come up here, come here, get everything you want of me. Just leave my baby alone. So, and and that that became the next question. Uh, Elder Carter, our, our producer, Big Mike, asked it. Why are you wearing that to church? I don't care because we don't talk about how, how I, you know, what are the limits of wealth for a minister? Period. But but regardless of the limits, why are you going to church? Right to church. I don't care if. I don't care if you are the bishop of the international Pentecost, the, you know, the, the high. Why are you wearing four hundred thousand to a million dollars worth of anything, of anything? And, and I mean, a million dollars to a storefront just, just magnifies it's just out of. It's just absolutely insane. So I mean, people are saying insurance scam, inside job. A, a, almost like attention seeking. I mean, there were some people who thought it was like a skit at first. Like, a, that's so did I. What, right. what, what would happen? And by the way, since we're on that, if you're thinking of doing something of a stop, <laughs> just stop. I don't care if you're doing the whole. I'm gonna dress it like a bum and see how people treat me. You're just gonna get your feelings hurt because I'm not giving you any money outside the church <laughs> doors either. <laughs> if you're gonna do the whole, what would happen? Is our good friend. Okay, I'm about to say something mean about a good friend of mine. A good friend, Pastor Vince Peterson, did something like that where they came up in the pulpit and he, you know, had mm-hmm. one of his friends come up in the pulpit and threatened to take his Bible. And 
just 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 stop. I'm sorry. I, I love my friends. I really do. But that because I just feel like, first of all, it is a skit. And real life is always so much more different, number one. But number two, like, why are we panicking the Saints? Right. To prove yeah. a point. Well, I mean, let me ask you this, Pastor Todd. Is there still a thing such as modesty in a church. Glenn said it's so tired at the Apollo. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right, Reverend Glenn. And we need more Sandman Sims in the building. We need we need more Sandman Sims to uh, hook these Negroes off the stage. What are you saying? Is there, uh, is there a such thing as th- uh, modesty in the church? Okay. Where, 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 how, do, how far? We're, I mean, okay, then let, let, let's turn that corner. Yeah, because I mean, okay, you know, you've got some... Re- <laughs> Okay, these jokes are too good. These jokes are too good. Marlon said these are old musicians that he forgot to pay. (laughs) Raymond Bonner robbed this bishop. (laughs) Somebody. That is funny. Oh, my God. Okay, we're turning the corner then. We asked why. We asked why would you wear that much? But then you asked the question about where does modesty fit into this? I mean, I mean, you know, this ain't the days where, you know, I, I, you know, we all laughed at, you know, our, our friend Tony Brown with the gator shoes, with the eyes in them. We all have had people and, like you know, that. And, you know, you, you, but I mean, there comes a time where there has to be, especially as clergy. Well, you know what? Let me drop the let me just drop the ball or, or drop the hammer, I should say, where it needs to be dropped. This is what happens. I want y'all to hear me real good. And more happens when you build an entire belief system around modesty that is only pointed about how women should dress. This is what happens when you point point decades of teaching only at women about covering their backsides and not showing cleavage and yada, yada, yada. And you say nothing to the people, male and female, who are wearing hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of hats and suits and literally bling, 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 sequining. You know, can't even see the preacher because your hat is so big because you forgot that modesty means moderation in mm-hmm. all things. Doesn't mean looking poor, doesn't mean looking dusty, right. but you can't tell me that that little girl that came in a tight dress who you consider immodest, but that the preacher up there with gold chains around his neck and rings on his finger and the first lady with feathers and birds and gorillas hanging off her hat, that that's somehow modest just because they're covered up here, but you're covered up to here with diamonds. Right. And And I don't mean it because I love my, 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 our mothers. I'm not saying that this, I love to see our saints look good. No doubt about it, but the imbalance, where we forgot that the Bible actually talks about that in the new Testament about the rich women who could afford to not only dress up, but after a while they were paying their own prophets, paying their own preachers, kind of directing the service because their influence, almost that exact thing, like hair braided. When they talk about that, don't have your hair all braided up. They weren't, they were talking about people who are rich enough to do that and were doing it to be seen. They would literally weave gold into their hair and stuff. So that's what happened when you have imbalanced, because I bet you that same preacher, if somebody came in here, you know, looking with their skirt all up and they'd be doing all that, talking about how the women come in trying to entice the men. Right, right. Well, you just enticed a bunch of robbers. At, you just enticed a bunch. Well, of not thieves. only not only was he dressing right, re- dressing, you know, or had the jewelry on, but the dude also pulled up in a Rolls Royce. 
The dude also had a Rolls Royce. The dude also had one of his members give him $90,000 so that he could so to do something. Yeah, he scammed her, he out, scammed of her out of $90,000 to build some other properties. Come on. I mean, my question is, why are you going here? He said, Sister Charlene said, leave our hats alone. I'll leave your hat alone, Sister Charlene. <laughs> but, uh, the, the only point I'm making is that it's very imbalanced. But you're absolutely right. And, 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 and he did say, and she made a comment that he said that's the NYPD's estimate. No, you told them that. Mm-hmm. They, they ask you, how much do you think this stuff is worth? Oh, yeah. They ask you. But I'm saying that immodest, flamboyant, outrageous look at me that we accept because he's the man of God and he should be blessed. And these are just the spoils of God's blessings and favor over his life and all of that. First of all, I don't care whether you are a preacher or Christian or in the church or not. If you have to wear all your wealth, you're not really wealthy. And I don't care if you are actually wealthy. I'm saying I won't consider you that way. You haven't lived up Right, to the right, right, right. personification of wealth because you are obviously owned and defined by, by your wealth. You are defined by it. And, that's and, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. there are plenty of people who have way more money who could just go to Target, and that's probably why they got more money because they, 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 they <laughs> don't drive Rolls Royces and stuff all the time. And, and, I, I don't, and, and I hate to say it like this, Pastor Jeff, because we know there's a bigger story. But is it a black thing? The same thing we see in the hood that comes in pulpits that if I do make it or want to make it look like I made it, I can only do it through material display. Hey, I watch. Um, Cause I don't see Joel Osteen. I watch, I watch Floyd Mayweather walk around with bags and bags. Why are you going to a game? And I mean, and yeah, you know how to fight, but you can't fight a gun. You, you can't fight a gun. I don't care how quick, you know, uh, Money Mayweather, all that stuff. Don't no none of that matter if somebody try to shoot you. Yeah, you're right. None of that matters. You you like you said, you don't have to wear your 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 wealth. You don't have to wear your wealth. Right. We right. know you got mil- you we you won titles. We, we know you we got, know got, you got we money. It. We saw the pictures. Right. Get, get, a, get a black card, dude. Do that. Listen, listen, get a black card. Li- live, live off your thing. But the imagery, honestly, how can we pull people out into higher thinking, into more quality living? When the people who claim to be representing God and what a real blessing should look like are following the patterns of the world and displaying. And again, we don't really know. I mean, this could be a house of cards coming crashing down on him. And this might be the worst thing that ever happened to have folk examining his properties and his investments Mm -hmm. and his accounts or whatever. But I mean. And we know that he's not the only one. There are other people, in, and, and maybe I should just correct myself. There are the Kenneth Copelands of the world and the, and the, and the what is it called? Kenneth Hagans of the world and people that are buying jets and living on opulent uh, farm estates and going on trips to Africa, safari trips and stuff. But to be honest, are they exactly riding around with Rolls Royce and ice on their wrist like all the time? In the hood. In the hood. In the hood. They take their stuff at least to the country somewhere. Right. They have like a ranch and own horses. Right. 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 <laughs> own right. horses. Yeah. I mean, so 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 Pastor Jeff, I mean, what does what does that say to you about modesty for this person in particular and, and for the rest of us? Well, I think we 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 have to guard ourselves. And and I mean, I, I think 
I think if you're, first of all, if you're going to dress up in a million dollars worth of jewelry and come to church, and you, if you got that much money, dude, have a bodyguard. I mean, I just, I mean, it, it only makes sense. Don't that, be that, don't be that That's stupid. a good point. What, and, and Jeff, I'm, I, you, that's an epiphany right there. How, how can you have that much claim to know how the streets roll and everything and not have? Well, here's his reason. His reasoning that they robbed him because remember when they came in, he dropped right to the ground. He didn't, he didn't, but all right, all right. Or he, he went right to the ground. He said he knew they was coming for him based upon the fact that I guess he told or he narked on somebody and he told on somebody and he feels like it was retaliation for putting somebody in jail. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't there. I don't know the whole story. And he said, and then he said the cops or the lawyers were actually calling him the bling bling pastor. So you got all these titles and names, you know, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's basically doing, doing what was that show? Cribs. Yeah, he's basically doing like MTV Cribs videos. All the time. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's so fishy so many ways. But can we turn another corner when we talk about modesty and, and preachers and all of that? Can, can we admit this, this is going to be good? Marlon, you can you can definitely uh, uh, relate to this. When are we going to have a conversation with the toxic, misguided church folk who want their preacher to carry this image? Mm. They want their minister. They put them in thrones. They drop money at their feet. They sacrifice their bills at anniversary time. They're the ones going out and buying. I'm talking even I'm not talking about bling bling guy. I'm talking about your preacher down the street. They're going out and buying him six to seven hundred dollars suits and and the gators and. And, you know, the rings and stuff, because they want their preacher to look blessed and be blessed. Because if the man of God is blessed and the rest of us are blessed and it pours down like Aaron's beard, which is ridiculousness. But these people want to say they are up under that image. And then you got folk in towns like ours trying to emulate the way they've seen others celebrate theirs. Because that's how this stuff ends up passed down. They heard or saw some big bishop, somebody get a car for his anniversary. Right, they raised right, $20,000 right, right. for the anniversary. And now here we are in little old Warren or wherever <laughs> over here having a doggone prices right instead of church. Am uh, I making this up? You're, no, you're not making and it up. people are doing it. Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing, Pastor Todd. Personally, I do not believe in trickle-down blessonomics. Uh, brother, say it again. I do not believe trickle in trickle-down blessonomics. blessonomics. Listen, the reason I got what I have is because I work. I don't just pastor. I work, and not saying there's nothing's wrong with just pastor. I want to get there one day. But the reason I have what I have, I drive what I drive, I live where I live, I is it. because I work a job 40, 50, 60 80 hours a week, um, yep. you know, two of them. So, so listen, if I get what I have, you're not going to get what I have sitting just in sitting the house me. And, and sitting at church thinking because I'm rolling, you won't roll. And that is the way it works. And people are comfortable. 
you know, and I mean, living low, and I don't mean living low because that's just your socioeconomic status. That's just where you're at. You know, there's nothing wrong with wherever somebody might be in life, but you really want to come to a building and literally scream and shout over somebody over what they have while your family's hungry. Absolutely. While, while you don't have a ride home. And and I, I'm glad you said about the trickle down. Like, and I ascribe 100% that we got to use that trickle down blessonomics. I love that because honestly, if I wanted to say anything was passed down, it would be something like George taught me how Come to on. budget. Yes, yes, my, yes, my, yes. Or, or, or he did work hard and was able to get me started well, like mm-hmm. a family member. Or maybe you got somebody in your life that taught you about investments right. or you're connected to right people. You know, not I, whether I created it or whether I just fed off of it. Come on, The mentality sir. of poorer, impoverished people who are looking for a hero, who are looking for another intermediary, somewhere between Jesus and God, there's a preacher in Jesus, and they <laughs> think that you're that next one. Right. And, and if I couldn't throw all this stuff at, a, at God, I'll throw it at the man. And, and to me, I've always said, it's the preacher's job to say, hold up. That's it. It's the preacher's job to say, because there are people that are proud. They've been posting on Facebook. They're proud he's got million-dollar jewelry. They're proud that he drives roads, because if the man of God is blessed, I want him to be. How are you going to preach about being blessed if you don't have that? Since when are blessings confined Come on. to, to vehicles and, and houses? And as we all know, you can't take them with you. Come on. There is a high price for low living. And here's the thing. And this doesn't just, this doesn't just fall in and money either. Listen, you cannot cook me chicken and your husband is hungry. Brother. Now, I ain't talking to the people. At, I'm not talking to the people at, at Progressive. Y'all go ahead and cook you me cook chicken. chicken. I don't care how hungry Drop your husband is. I'm talking about everybody else. Put it in foil <laughs> and leave it at the door. Give me some barbecue sauce and hot right. sauce with my chicken. But, but don't have your man coming up here trying to strangle me in the pulpit because he ain't got no pound cake. Right, right. Come on. Don't, don't do that. But people do believe that. And honestly, let's be clear here. The vast majority of people who believe that are females. Mm. And we talked about this before. The weird tension of females looking for a man that they can honor and basically low key lust after because they are the fine dressing. And to me, and I don't care if you the country wide leg, bright suit wearing preacher and they just love that. Or you are this guy who is on the bling bling new millennium, whatever, whatever. To me, it's the same game. It is. It is people who are looking for that man figure, that man of success, that clean cut, well-spoken, and he is milking it, knowing it. I have listened to contemporaries say, I'm not getting married because I'm going to lose some of my female followers. Absolutely. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. And, 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 you know, we do. And, you know, we do have. There, there are certain uh, denominations. We talked about denominations yesterday. There are certain denominations that, you know, believe in the man wearing a fur coat. And, and you know, I, I just think some I of think it is a certain brand of Christian. I don't think it's denomination. It's a certain brand because we got them in everywhere, man. I mean, I, you know, the, and, and but, but let's jump back to what you just said, though. It's like a cabal among preachers, even. <laughs> Like they celebrate each other and themselves. Oh, and yeah. Man, you come back in them rooms, them offices. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, and they'll, they'll add, you know, exp- 
we we talked about it the other day. We talked about conferences. You go to these conferences and, you know, you go there and, you know, you think you among these men of God and these, you know, these, you know, powerful men. And they must be, you know, at nice the feet of God. Doc, yeah, yeah, the yeah. nice shoes. Doc. Doc, how many you running over there? How many, how many you running over there? Doc? I see you, you know? got that new Lexus, Doc. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And, 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 and when you choose to stay outside of it and stay modest and honestly, again, and I hate to say it, there's a psychosis behind this. I really do. There's a psychosis because because individuals can't be what they really want to be. They have to appear to be something that they wish they could be. Mm. You'll never have as much money or influence as Joel Osteen. So you'll try to get as much attention as you can because this dude can wear the same Brooks Brothers suit every week. You know, the same men's warehouse joint every week. But you can't deny that he's probably got invested. And, And by the way, and I hate to say this. And I know a lot of more black people do this. <laughs> he, and we like to admit he got a jet and you can't get you can't fly spirit. <laughs> you can't fly spirit. And I will be flying spirit. I'm in the spirit super savers club while you're talking. I got a subscription. I get the lowest rate. My little suits fit in them little bags. My little suits, my little skinny suits, they fit in them little carry-ons they let you bring. Hey, he on a jet and you and you and you in the airport talking about, man, my flight was canceled. I ain't gonna You never had a flight. You never had a flight. No, but here's the funny thing. I've watched some very prominent men who have something. There's no doubt that they got something. They are not living in squalor, but they understand that they actually could prosper more without overextending the image of lavish wealth. So they will purposely, I don't have to have the Range Rover. I'll just drive the Chevy Tahoe. Right, right. It's nice enough. I could, but I won't. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could, but I won't say you probably got some stuff tucked away in a safe deposit box somewhere, but you're not going to see me Mm -hmm. up here wearing bling but you might see a rolex or something but the stuff that has become associated with gucci and and the brands and this and that they're not gonna go overboard with those things Uh, and there's but there's a psychosis with us man it doesn't matter whether you're in the streets or in the sanctuary man you got to see what i got absolutely bishop paramore said it bishop paramore said he said it so well on uh one of our lifted uh reformation uh, conference zoom calls or whatever he said you know he said he said he could afford he, his dream car is a bentley and he could afford to get one he has no problem getting one but why should he drive that car in a impoverished a- impoverished area where his church is where you know the next best car might be an impala or a right, malibu right you right. know what i mean it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense and i know we don't like to feel this way because i know that there's somebody's rebuttal is you got to show the people better you got to show the people there's possible listen listen i'm not even talking about the social media age i'm not even i'm not even talking about the social media age mm-hmm. to be honest yeah, like black folk know what nice cars look like. Right. They don't need the pastor to show them. Right. Let's just be clear here. Black people know what big houses look like. We ride by them all the time on the way back to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> we know what jewelry looks like. That's why we walk on by that store with the security guard at the front. And we just look through the window and we don't even go in because if the security guard outside the store, I just don't need to be there. That's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? Because all, all, all that could possibly happen is a misunderstanding. <laughs> when I go in the rich stores and there's a dude with a gun outside, I say to myself, it is not worth browsing 
for there to be a misunderstanding. Absolutely, I made not. a wrong move, and now I'm got blood diamonds going on. You getting near the first? You getting near? You ain't even got to look at nothing. Like let's run your credit. So, so, so here it is. So to that point that Bishop Paramore would make, and I'm sure many others would make. Uh, what is the righteous response when we talk about moderation? Are we limiting ourselves just because other people are poor, or are we just operating sensibly? In the context of community, you know what I mean? Like in the context of community, I'm just operating sensibly. And are we just too proud to do that? And so we literally weave these theologies to prove I should have this when my context says, honestly, what's the point? Right. right. What's the point? I mean, besides even if you have much wealth, besides setting your family up, do you know that most uh Rich people are expected, and I think the only reason I know this is because I was listening to a podcast about Elon Musk. Most rich people, billionaires or whatever, join this organization where they pledge to give away 50% of their wealth by the wow. time they're done. Like the Jeff Bezos of the world and all that and, and uh, Bill Gates, they pledge. Now, I ain't never heard no preacher. <laughs> Bishop. But what I'm saying is, and the only reason I even know about it is because I was listening to a podcast about it and they're saying he hasn't done that yet. But it's like most in this new billionaire reality we live in, most of these people who are ultra wealthy have realized there's only so much you can do. Right. Absolutely. With what you have. And to this guy's point, from what I could see, from what I could see, and he's not the only one, them videos that Mike mentioned and those cars that Mike mentioned did not reflect the ministry he was over. Absolutely. So not. how do you have, if anything, I'd rather see as, as distasteful as it might be. I'd rather see you in a Taj Mahal of a church. Right. Then watch you doing all these investment videos of these half a million, million dollar houses or whatever it is. And it obviously looks like you are like just in a bunker somewhere. Right. You know, I, I think, insane. I think the more realistic point, and, and, and the realistic point that I'm looking at is these guys came and robbed you. But what if it was more serious? What if your child had died? Is is a million dollars worth of jewelry worth your child's life? All it takes is one gun to go off. I right. mean, it, what, if, what if somebody else in that church called themselves? Yeah. Being being the hero. And they call, you know, and that we allowed to carry now. They had they had they open carry and they start shooting off and your child or your wife died over this little bit of jewelry you got. Well, not a little bit, a whole but a whole lot of jewelry you got. Is it really worth it? And do you even really care? And then to go on to go on these shows and you call your, your, your so-called man of God, you call this woman Biggie. Biggie. Oh, yeah. He started going in. Yeah, called call Biggie Big, not Biggie Small. We should have had that clip ready when he started arguing with. Yeah, the, I mean, just, you know, you're fat. You're fat. Shut He's up. I ain't talking fat. to you. You're fat. That oh. is not that is not that is not the acts or the characteristics. First of all, of a Christian, Period. more or less, Thank you. Thank more or less how a, about a decent human being. Right. Exactly. <laughs> how about a decent human? But any aspersions that we might have accused him of that could have possibly been unfair. He wiped that all away. Like, no, you really are this jerk. You really right, are this punk. Exactly. You are this person. But, but, but that when you said a phrase, and I just thought about this when he said, uh, and I really want to hear from y'all. We're gonna we look uh, can, can you can you week. put up uh, Pastor Boyce because yeah, I can't read the I can't Pastor read the whole thing. But when you said, "Do you even care?" Yeah, and knowing that he may have uh, 
he may have. Uh, were you able to get it up, Mike? Oh, got you. Uh, he said, think about this. When we get more money, and I'll come back to my point. When we get more money, pastor or parishioner, we upgrade, understandably. Right. But what we wear in church, we don't wear in business. There's a mentality in the black church where we feel the need to show I have right. arrived. And you know wow. what? Okay, you know what's the funny thing wow. about that, Pastor Boy? Leave that comment up for a second. That I have arrived, that is spoken through what we wear and display. The only people that care about it are other poor-minded <laughs> black folk. Yes, it's nobody else looks at you and says, Oh man, he got that businessman that actually owns properties that actually has investments. The one that is actually running the golf course, even when you can buy your way into it, they're just happily taking your foolish waste of money. They do not actually believe you're their equal. Mm -hmm. They don't believe you have even the same worth and value. If they thought you was an N word before you are the same thing to them now. And honestly, they go home and talk about you. And you become the example of what's wrong with the black community because of that behavior. And what you just said, Pastor Bowie, thank you. Whether it's in the church, mm. the only people that can, I'm being honest, I don't care if it's, I'm talking about white and black. I'm going to talk about white and black real quick, but it exists with black too. White and black, white politicians, other white pastors, white business people laugh at black folk, especially black Christian preachers who flaunt being blessed and prosperous and being celebrated by poor black folk as some sign of wealth. They laugh. And I know why yes, I've seen yes, it. Yes. I've seen you show up to these meetings and let's be honest. Let's be real about it. You show up to these meetings, overdressed and Come underintelligent. On, yes. Woo! You look way better than you talking. Woo! And then when the governor shows up, Woo! when the senator shows up, when the businessman shows up and say, what can I do for your community? All you got is your suit. You have nothing to say. And I've been there and truth be told, you want to talk about why the black community don't have much is because the ones that represent you and have put themselves up as people who should represent us and got nothing to say when they could be opening doors. I mean, I, I've been there and I want to apologize for what I've heard and seen. And I want to apologize for being a person who knows how to operate in those spaces. Say it. My little skinny suit from Banana Republic. Wow. Because I'm tired of these guys God. wearing a convocation suits to City Hall and then ain't got nothing to say of value that could actually help their people. And that's the problem is that we, we got this. Like you said, we've arrived and only to us, only to us. You are only important to us. As soon as you leave the church and go to Red Lobster, you are a joke. Mm. Why are you up in here with buttery hands with a with a suit on, eating chicken wings? Who does that? Who does that? Who puts on all these sequins and all this stuff just to be doing all this mess and lobster and butter? Who does that mess? Am I making this up? Got stains on your suit next time you wear it. You smell like chicken and night service. Who does that? Only we do that. Only we will sit around and like go in on a rib bone after we got done showing <laughs> off our bishop rings. We got we to gotta rinse our bishop rings, barbecue sauce out of the bishop rings when we go home at night. That's what we're doing. And again, I'm so glad Pastor Boyd said that because I have arrived. Trust me when I tell you, you are talking to yourself and other poor minded people. Oh <laughs> Martha said God. lemon pepper sauce. <laughs> <laughs> You got lemon pepper sauce all over your vestments. You got lemon pepper vestments. The comment section lit tonight. Let me tell you something. And, and this is what we're talking about. 
because this image is toxic because you're just drawing more attention to your bad behavior. You want to know what the and I'm talking about the most flamboyant want to be seen. You know what I mean? Like you can tell they're just doing right, it. to right, be seen. Right. You want to know how people really think about them? Ask a waitress. Yeah, I got one for you. Ask a bank teller. Oh, um, well, ask a bank teller. Yes, sir. Because when Monday morning come and you make that deposit, you can't deposit that suit. Mm -mm. You yeah. wish you could. $17.99. Brother, I mean, so it's like he is the personification. And honestly, as crazy as we look at this because he got exposed to whatever in some form or fashion, might not be exactly him. That's what a lot of preachers wish they could be. Mm. They wish for that. That's what they're, that, they, whether they realize it or not, that's what they're going for. That, that's what they're going for. And it's a joke. And, 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 and I'm not saying that you have to be poor to prove yourself at all. But you can have some measure, some medium, some modesty to what you do. I, I, I want to touch on the point I wanted to make before it came up. And you tell me this. When you said we don't, he don't care. I don't care. He was already accused of scamming a person out of 90,000. Right. Can we be honest about pastors having a... Front row seat and prime opportunity to engage in all manner of unscrupulous financial dealings and call it blessings. Because honestly, mm. this money is not being made legitimately. Absolutely not. And it ain't ties and offering. Absolutely not. 20 people cannot get you a Rolls Royce. 20 people cannot get you $100,000 worth of jewelry. It just does not happen. It doesn't happen. And, and, and because of either the trust or, quite frankly, just the opportunism of knowing that a clergy person is usually smart enough and has certain opportunities that people will help them scam others, help Absolutely. them cook the books so they can get PPP loans. Hello. Help them mm -hmm. buy properties in various names and put their houses and cars under church, shelter, church tax shelters, oh, tax shelters. So that they can uh -huh. get. I mean, I've seen it and heard it from clerks that work at Lowe's talking about the preacher coming out and buying stuff for his house with the church credit card and the church debit card. I'm not talking about necessary items for a parsonage or, you know, I, I get it. If you're going to do for the, you need to go buy the pastor or a laptop or something and it's for his use. I'm talking about literally living lavishly. Off oh, absolutely. The shelter. And then we get mad. People say tax the churches. Mm. We say tax the churches because there are some people who are really doing it. And so they don't care. You know, I mean, he, he, he brags about how he has the, uh, the ears of these rappers and stuff and hustlers. Well, oh, you're living just like them and doing Absolutely. Like them. You, are them. Trade and you are them. You are them. <laughs> you are them. I want to hit Pastor Tatum's because uh, we're going to have to have an offline conversation because she is, you know, she's in the same area. Right. She's in the same Sarah. area. Uh, she says, and let's talk about that. Let's finish up with this, Pastor Jeff. I'm what do we do? Because of the foolishness people are painting with a broad... How does it feel, Jeff, mm. to live on the east side of Warren, Ohio? And I'm not putting you out. Oh, it's okay. The same yeah. Oh, yeah. To drive your modest vehicles. We got about the same type of little black sedan. You know what I mean? You got the Chrysler. I got, we got the little Malibu. How does it feel to have people comment and look at you like, yeah, see, see, they're going to y'all again. It's, one of y'all. It's very, and you know, I've stopped trying to uh, 
you know, debate. I've stopped trying to, you know, make myself to be the the only or the opposite or because truth be told, I think there's a lot more of us, oh, duh. a lot more modest, a lot more people who are uh, living as close to paycheck to paycheck as possible than there are of them. But it's the same people who make these blatant comments, these wide stroke comments, these wide brush comments. They're the same people who weren't going to come whether or not nobody ever done it. You Man, were never going to come to church. If we drove around and dumped out the offering baskets in the street after church, you still weren't coming <laughs> to church. You still got an attitude if about I the rode preacher. a horse to church and tied it to a post, you still weren't coming to church. <laughs> Rather riding around on a donkey. Right. I mean, I, I, you wouldn't come, but I mean, I'm, I've, I've had this conversation and you have too, and people make those smart comments. And I'm like, listen, first of all, if you can't delineate between the image you see on TV and the brother right in front of you that, by the way, you probably know since grade school. Right, right. right. And if I was doing any mess, y'all be quick to tell it anyway. <sighs> Truth be told, if there was any verifiable inner information, you know, because y'all good for doing that. Like, at least say that's them. Right. And I know that's not you. Right. I, I know that's not you. And I'm, I sometimes look at cats like, dude, we live right next door to each other. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You see me riding this Malibu. You think I want to drive this 3.2 right, liter, right, whatever right, this right, mess right. is? Right. You just saw you just saw me jump my car. Right. You saw me on the side of the road and rode by. <laughs> and, and, and rode by me. You thought Jesus was coming to pick right. me up. <laughs> you, you thought he was going to send an angel down to get me. You saw me at games getting my Easter suit. <laughs> What are you talking about? We shop at the same dealer's outlet. Where are you? My my kids got them welfare cars too. (laughs) PEBT is my friend. That's right. I use coupons and everything's a dollar. What do you want from me? Like, and that's the funny thing is when we talk about that modesty conversation, and maybe this is, and and maybe the whole black community. I'm having an epiphany, Pastor Tatum. The whole black community might be suffering from the other side of that toxic materialistic mentality. And this is an epiphany for me because a lot of brothers and sisters, I don't care if they are rappers, sports stars, and especially ministers, they decided that if I lived modest, y'all would still tear me down anyway. (sighs) I might as well get what I can get because y'all going to hate me anyway. And do we think about that? That you create such a toxic that you people do have that will bunk it. Then you're going to talk about me while I was living in the projects next to you. You were going to accuse me of stealing even if I'm in a small little church and you watch me give out to the community, right. you watch me try to help people when I can. But every little time I can't do or we're not there, you're attacking me. So bunk it. I'm not starving my family for y'all. I'm not about to miss out on my dreams for y'all. And do we really realize that that material stuff where we're either trying to gain it or accuse folk of it is actually creating this mentality where people it's feel like, narrative. I, you know, we're, instead of being it, instead, and I really say this and I'm not saying we'll do it because I'm that guy, but I'm like, if you know a good cat, boost that dude up. Absolutely. If you know, a, bunk the people who are doing the wrong thing in California somewhere. And I don't mean just be on somebody and, you know, be on a jock and da, 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 But at the end of the day, for all the negativity, if you had the chance to point out a real good one, and by the way, stop waiting till we 90 and half dead to come be on, like, come on. You was real good and faithful all them years. I'm going I'm I'm to give you my fl- your flowers right, while you're alive. Don't worry about this dry chicken at this banquet, about 50th anniversary banquet. Don't nobody want this muscatoli. 
I'm not, not just I'm necessarily serious. I'm serious. You, this is how we do the pastors and the good ones. I mean, the best pastors among us, people like Elder Files. I'm not saying this church didn't treat them well or people don't treat them well, but we really act like we did something for this cat. And I'm not saying you should give him something, but we act like we showed him respect literally when you're like 90 years old right. and you just managed to not have a sex scandal. So now we'll show you basic respect. I'm like, no, encourage that dude for doing the right thing, that young pastor, that young female minister, whoever they might be, say, hey, I don't want to hear y'all say a word about this one because they on it. They on it. And you really got to know well, that can, that, can, can that I, holds I, people. Can I even take it even a little one step further? Your own church. Your own church. Your own church. Listen, at pastor anniversary, we shouldn't have to beg you for $20 for the pastor. And I really don't even want the $20. I want your respect and your support. Because truth be told, if you gave support for the vision, I wouldn't need them $20. Stop saying you don't want the $20. You've been saying that for the last, since I've been, been at your that. church. Stop saying you're you don't right. want, you're you right. need the $20. I do need the $20 because my kids are hungry. Jesus. My kids are hungry. God, that we, we have all them problems because you were saying it back then. That's, that is correct. <laughs> Pastor Jeff is right. I did get up and make a whole speech like, I don't want y'all to do this. And then we, run, we running around trying to get money. What I'm saying is like, it does our heart well to know that we're genuinely supported and that'll, that'll turn into support financially the right way. Absolutely. But but honestly, Mike, can you post? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was Pastor Keon, I think, who said that. Pastor Keon Henderson. I heard a pastor say people want grace from the pulpit, but will not give grace. Yes. To the, the pulpit. Yes. Right. That's, a, ooh. that's absolutely right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can be forgiven, but church folk. Come on. Everybody shouldn't be judged, but church folk. Mm-hmm. If you're a church person that's done wrong, well, you should absolutely be judged. And you're going to hell. You're just supposed to be right. Certainly. And even if you haven't done right, if I think you did something wrong or if somebody just says your name, then that's enough to just go in, to just go in. But I mean, I, I, I just feel that we have to be mindful of the. The I mean, you got to know there, there's none of us. Pastor Jeff, we're, we're going to be transparent, religiously incorrect, transparent. You do know that you mold your pastor and your preacher more than you think you do. You really do. You really do. Some of you have created these monsters, mm-hmm. not just by lavishing on them, but disrespecting them when they've tried their best. Come on. Absolutely. Really, when they tried yeah. their best. They know. I mean, if you don't think, and I know there's some cats, and trust me, I joke all the time. There's a lot of cats that became pastors because they just couldn't hack it nowhere else. Mm-hmm. But there are also extremely intelligent and talented people that could be making more money in the secular world. And they really did choose it for real, for real choose to serve where they're serving, how they're serving with the people that can support them, however they can. And, 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 and elder Carter said it earlier, many of them working that job, two jobs, giving their money to the church, being the primary supporter in ways that you really don't even realize. Right. right. And then again, I, and I mean that I'm not saying that to go, well, if you don't give me enough money or show me enough support, I'm going to turn into a money hungry guy. But I'm just saying that at certain points, just like a kid, if a wife's not appreciated for being good, she might just say, hey, I might as well just hoe out. You know, if a kid is not going to, you know, and we, don't, we don't think that's real, but it is. It is. It really is. And preachers are not impervious. Preachers are not impervious. You think I'm a hoe? I guess I'll just be a hoe because you're going to call me a hoe anyway. Why right. miss out on all these women if, I, right. if you right. was going to talk about me anyway when I was trying to be either a good and single or a faithful husband? You're going to talk about me anyway. You, you don't think that's real. And people might say you shouldn't be that way, but humans are humans. They really are. And that, that includes pastors. That it includes pastors. preachers. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. Well, Marlon has a question. Hey, throw a question at us. We're about to wrap up. Marlon has a question. When is it no longer considered honoring your pastor 
when it comes to monetary giving. So do you mean the difference between like honoring and like harming yourself? I'm assuming like the difference between honoring the pastor in an appropriate way and being exploited, went overboard. You know, I have a thing about if this, first of all, I even have a hard time with the word sacrifice, like make a sacrifice, yeah, sacrifice for your of, pastor. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. Don't stop me there. I have a hard time with that thing. When you are bringing harm to your own family. Absolutely. And not thinking straight. I don't care the amount. Just like giving to God should come from your heart. Giving to your pastor should come from good sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when the, the desire which is a hard thing, which we might not ever know. And really you need some hard work to realize where that limit is mm-hmm. when you are blind to reality. And there's a lot of things driving. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things driving that people don't think about. There are people that give and they want, they feel a pride knowing that the pastor will see that amount that they gave. Mm-hmm. They'll see that check. They'll see it. They'll know, but there's a toxic, feeling behind that. And I'm not saying it's lust or whatever. It it's is. just like their worth is wrapped up in worth that. is wrapped up. In, yeah. I'll be closer to them. They'll know I appreciate them solely by this. To me, that's the, the line. Is there and a- I, I just think, you know, you, you have to flip it too, because as a preacher and as a pastor, you, if you, especially if you've been there for any amount of time, you know, your congregation, you know, your congregants. And if this person is, literally asking the church to pay their electric bill, you know, two, three times a year, but wants to give you this financial blessing. I, I think you have to, you know, and within yourself say, I, I'm going to need you to, you know, take care of your business. Take care of your business. You know what I mean? Taking care of your business. Take care of your business. And, and you have to know that. I mean, I think we, we just have to use, it's, it's almost common sense. If you know you can, and God blesses you in some manner to do something. And, and honestly, what I would ask is that, you make sure you keep an open mind and heart to do that in any circumstance for anybody. If God touch your heart, just don't let the pastor label be the one you might spontaneously or extravagantly bless. Cause it might be some other person that God wants you to do it for too. Not saying the pastor can't be one of them or that person, but make sure you have that open heart to whomever. And you're not just infatuated with the idea of blessing or honoring the pastor again, based off of bad theology, trickle down blessonomics. And I, I do believe that blessing those whom God has called does bring blessing into your life. But there is a distinct line between honoring and, explo- excuse me, and exploiting one's self. Let me, let me tell you, let me, and I, 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 I'm quite sure I told you about it, Todd. When I first got to the church I currently pastor, uh, I wasn't there very long. Um, I hadn't been there very long. And I got a check from a lady. Yeah. A check from a lady, $4,000. And I'm like, is this serious? Do she even got this much money? You know, she, you know, not, you know. Yeah, you weren't sure what to think. I wasn't sure what to think. You know, I'm like, but she wrote the check out to me. It was to Pastor Stanford. And, you know, so I called and I I said, you know, wrote this check out to me. Was it, you know, is everything. She's like, yeah, I usually get a church. I usually give that check to the church every year. But this year I felt like I want to bless the pastor. And I was in a quandary mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, this, you is, yeah. This, yeah. This, this is the money that the church may actually look forward to every year. I mean, I wouldn't have been in a quandary. I would have been at Best Buy. But <laughs> going ahead with your quandary, go, go ahead with your quandary that you were in, because I would have been in a mall. 
but go ahead. <laughs> go on. And I think I basically called you from the mall. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I think I called you from the mall. What, what should I do about this? Right, right. But, you know, I, as I as I began to uh, ask a couple members about her and, you know, they said they've been, she's been given the same amount once a year, but I don't know how many years. And I just felt like I think it's better for me to give it. And I gave it back to the church. I, you know, I gave it back to the church and God I just thought, you, I just thought it was, God it wasn't, you know, you, she brother. said, but you know, I told, I talked to her about it. She said, it's yours. I gave it to you. Do what you want to do with it. Now that's another part. And, and uh, do you know how awkward it is for pastors who have a heart like that to accept blessings? Right. And can we end on this note? And I know we got like just a couple minutes before we go while we're looking at the million dollar preacher. And, I, and, and they exist and they are really out there and people are really dumping those sums. Sometimes people are doing things because, again, we have such a low view of pastors and preachers and a distrust that honestly, and I'm not being funny and you guys can say what you want to say. But for some people in certain situations, four or five thousand dollars isn't that much. Oh, absolutely. If you don't yeah. believe me, get a tax return. You know what I mean? Every time you think you got a lump sum from something, how quick Mm -hmm. that goes. I'm not saying it's not that much as if a person who is foolishly, but I'm saying for somebody, if it's not that much, we will look at that and say you exploited somebody. Mm -hmm. But what if you didn't? You know what I mean? Because that was their means. That's what they wanted to do. And even though we're in this weird place where we are actually, first of all, humble is the real thing. You're not scared or nothing, but you're humble but then you want to be cautious. You're thinking about all the things. There have been people who have written checks of their own accord, of their own loving accord. And then six months later, got mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just be real here. The six months later, didn't get what they wanted or got mad or disappointed and then turned that story around and said, I gave all this to the church. Look at how they did me. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is a lot that goes into the average pastor when people do want to like, I mean, there have been people when pandemic started, you probably, I got the call. Pastor, we want to make sure you straight. It's a right. couple yeah. of us going to oh, make yeah. sure it's mm-hmm. good. Because they was that panic was going on. Like, right. they going to be able to pay. We will make sure that it was a couple of people like thinking, and I'm like, but how would that feel if somebody really did write me that check and say, here's 10 grand or five grand to get you through the pandemic. And I know I might need it. Let's say something did happen at the church. Right, something right. did get a little funky or, or it just would be good for me to not depend on and let me allow them to do, you know what I mean? Just as a safeguard. But I would struggle because of that mentality or the possibility that they could turn later on. And honestly, I'm, I'm, being, I'm not being funny. You can say it's not that much. Right. right. Somebody's not giving me a million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars. It's literally like I mean, half the time these so-called extravagant blessings are like less than a tax return, less than somebody might get off of a simple payout or something that y'all know scratch offs. Y'all be making a couple of thousand or coming <laughs> right. home from the casino with some money, you know, it. but we get to that. Any money in whatever context we want to call you an exploiter, if it's a lot of money to us, right, it's a lot of money. And for me, I think is if if you are basically in the same boat as I am, I'm probably not going to take it. Now, if Sterling 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 would have sent me that ten thousand dollars, you know, Man, you got bodies. Come on, <laughs> you know, I'm, ta- I'm taking it from over. Sterling. You know, I'm taking it from Blacks. You I, know, I'm not saying I'm not taking checks. <laughs> I'm saying you need to wire the money directly to my account. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't want to take a chance. If Pastor Bowie would have wrote me the I, check. <laughs> I, need to, I need that to be wired to the Cayman Islands account. That's what I'm trying to say, to be honest. Uh, I don't need this on my taxes. I don't need these problems. But anyway, I mean, 
we're going to get the inside scoop from Pastor Tatum after we get offline from her uh, dear, dear friend. <laughs> hey, Pastor Tatum, Pastor Tatum, did you? She, she, she done preached over there three times. Did you recommend, did, did you recommend him to Bishop to speak at Berea? <laughs> Hey, Pastor Tatum was there. Come on from out the back, y'all. Come on from out the back. Right. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Come on out the back. I love it. But listen, there are thieves in the temple. And I just want people to wise up in every way, shape, and form. Mm -hmm. Preachers, wise up to how you're perceived. Yes. Members, wise up to common sense. I don't, it, it, it's got to be the Holy Ghost for real, for real, for real, leading you to do some of this stuff. And, and, and then everybody just wise up, as Pastor Tatum said earlier, about, you know, full well that everybody's not like that 90 percent of people aren't like that that i don't care if you're white black or whatever it's an insult to that country preacher that neighborhood preacher that storefront and even yes. if we have these little bigger churches whatever you want to call bigger trust me after we get that our little bigger church and our engagements and stuff we're still going home to this i don't care if i brought superstar marvin or whatever it's that i'm still going right back home to warn how like the rest of y'all and taking out the absolutely. trash i mean i don't know what y'all think absolutely that one time you see us have an anniversary or preach at a big event or or take a picture with somebody we're still just here honestly people cut their own i talked to my bishop people these dudes cutting their own grass i got in this car with him to, to run to a cemetery in columbus it's like this is his grandson's candy wrapper and you know what i mean it's, this is life the rest of us are really in life that image you're seeing there's hey. a reason well, let me say it like this hey. there's a reason you're seeing it absolutely Hey, that that time we went to that steak place in in Cleveland, and you ain't pay you ain't pay that day. Hey, hey Todd loved to say I got the bill, boy. Todd loved day. to say Todd loved to say I got eight. Hey, I mean, told me what I got. When I, I saw got. that bill, Doc, he saw that bill. He's like, "No, we on separate checks." I said, "Listen, <laughs> I think the Lord's blessed him just as much as He's blessed me." <laughs> so, I mean, we all blessed at this table, to be honest. The favor of the Lord is everywhere. <laughs> I don't think it's just on me. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, I'll pay for y'all when you get back to Cricket State. <laughs> hey, listen, we enjoyed this discussion. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna, yeah, it, it's gonna uh it's gonna uh definitely evolve more, but we gotta we gotta search. So I don't think we had any YouTube viewers. So no comments from you. Y'all need to y'all need to get up. Okay, so I need we need to pick the best. We're just scrolling here looking at comments. Can we who had the best comments? Was you was you watching? Lemon pepper vestments was good. Yeah, yeah. Lemon, I, I, Marlon gets my vote. Lemon okay, pepper vestments. Okay, and we might have to send something to Pastor Tatum just for being traumatized from knowing this guy. She already has one. Did we already send you? Did, did we send you one already? Because I don't think I've seen a picture in it. I, need, I think Pastor Bowie had a couple good ones in there. Pastor too. Bowie had a couple good ones. Dave Johnson. Oh, Jimmy Davis had. Oh, well, you, he was. He, he was. He was talking about Second Street, man. <laughs> okay, so Pastor Tatum, you already have one, don't you? Okay. By the way, if you have one, you if we send you a shirt, you have to wear it and take a picture of it and wear as much jewelry as you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear all the bling bling. I mean, go get costume jewelry. <laughs> Go get costume jewelry from the store and get some Monopoly money get and put Monopoly it in your money, a bishop's ring. I want to see the whole thing and your lemon pepper vestments. <laughs> okay, so we got Marlon and Bowie. Let's do Marlon, Pastor Bowie. Yes, Marlon, Pastor Bowie. <laughs> the FBI will not be raiding my house. <laughs> 
Do we need to size this? Yeah, yeah, Bowie need, need an extra small. <laughs> Bowie needs a medium. <laughs> Bowie needs a medium. All right. He said he'll have his cubings and coney on with it. <laughs> All right. So we get an XL. Bowie, just inbox us or, or text one of us your, your size. Hey, y'all. Thank you for we're at our time. Thank you uh, for following Religiously Incorrect. Be sure to like us, follow us on YouTube, Facebook. Hey, y'all YouTubers start talking to us. Y'all start watching on YouTube and talking back to us. We enjoy these conversations. We'll be back with another fly episode next week. Uh, but until then, make sure you spread the word. Love somebody. And, uh, you know, run me that money. That's all I'm saying. Run me that money. <laughs> Peace out. Jesus.